And it might be that it's just a lofty goal and you need more skills or you need to know more, you need to have better contacts or something to reach that goal. But if you've set goals repeatedly, the same kinds of goals, and you're just not making any progress on it, that is a huge indicator that your inner game is off. Because if you really want something and all of you is lined up to get it, you're going to get it. I'm your host, Anna Malikian, and before we start with today's show, please remember to visit Mindset.Zone. Yes, instead of .com, it's .zone. There you can find all the episodes and other amazing resources, all at Mindset.Zone. Today, our special guest is Joanne McCall. She is a publicist, media trainer, and industry insider who has helped thousands of authors get the media attention they deserve. As you can see on her website, joannemccall.com, she is endorsed by incredible people like Brian Tracy, the author of Eat That Frog, Richard Blander, the co-author of Narrow Linguistic Programming, NLP, and Ken Blanchard, who wrote The One Minute Manager and Servant Leader. Welcome to the Mindset Zone, Joanne. Thank you, Anna. What a pleasure to be here. I'm so looking forward to this. And we know each other for more than 10 years. Mm -hmm. And I always fascinating by your work in the media, helping uh, with all visibility and teaching people. And whenever we have the opportunity to have our one-on-one calls for different reasons, I absolutely love your views and perspectives and work on the inner game for your clients, for yourself. You have a lot to say about this inner game of success. And I would like to start with that because in media, we usually that is one of your areas of expertise. There is a lot of talk about uh, what you have to do, the author game. But like you say in your book, you have a chapter dedicated just to the inner game. So tell us a little bit about your vision about this and why you consider this so important. You know, I love it that we're even having this conversation, Anna, because you and I uh, come from the same cut of cloth and understanding the importance of mindset and inner game, very similar. Have you ever set a goal and you just couldn't reach it? And that's... <laughs> An important question. And it might be that it's just a lofty goal and you need more skills or you need to know more, you need to have better contacts or something to reach that goal. But if you've set goals repeatedly, the same kinds of goals, and you're just not making any progress on it, that is a huge indicator that your inner game is off. Because if you really want something and all of you is lined up to get it, you're going to get it. And there may be a few things that stand in your way based on other people. It's kind of hard to control them. But we're talking about controlling yourself. So some of those possibilities are like people who want to lose weight. They keep saying they want to lose weight. They want to lose weight. And they try. But 
they don't, or something happens in the midst of it and it fails, or someone says, I don't want to procrastinate anymore. I want to get going on things. So I, I don't want to procrastinate. And yet they put off getting going on anything. So if any of this sounds familiar, this is an indicator of a problem with the inner game. And if you want anything in the outer game, which is what's going on out there, the outer game is the results that you want. It's the fact that you want more media, for example. You want to lose weight. You don't want to procrastinate. You want to move forward on things. The outer game is what you specifically do out there to make it happen. But before before you can even, before any of that will work, you have to address the inner game. So what can be or what is stopping you from going after those things that you say you want. And it's probably some old belief. It's some old idea you got, who knows when and who knows by whom, but it's operating in the unconscious, which makes it tricky because you can't see it. And as human beings, we really don't want to look at that so much because, you know, we're, we're really good at what we do in so many ways. And yet we have this one thing and you know, we just can't quite make it happen. And we don't want to unravel that and really look at it. Oh, I have a belief that I'm not worthy of this. Or, oh, I have a belief that I'm not smart enough, or I'm not, I don't know technology well enough, or I'm too young, or I'm too old, or I'm not educated enough. Or I mean, the list is endless as to what could be stopping a person from getting the things that they say they want. So the first step is you have to look at it and really admit that it's there. And it can be a little bit shocking when you go, oh my God, actually, I do have a belief that I don't learn very well, right? Yeah. That can be a huge stop as well if you don't think you're a good learner. Because maybe in high school, you just didn't do as well as you thought you should. I mean, it could be something really stupid. Anyway, so you have to look at it. So you bring it up and look at it. The next step is that you kind of put it aside and you think about something that you're really good at. What is something that you know you are just super good at it? You're so good at it. You don't even have to think about it, right? You know you're good at it. It could be cooking a meal or it could be making follow-up calls or it could be landing the sale. I mean, it's something that you know you're good at. So you want to think about that and have those kinds of feelings going on in your body. You know, it feels really good. Let yourself feel really good about it and then start thinking about the thing that you say you want. So what you're doing is it's like rewiring your neurology. You bring up the really good feelings and then you start thinking of the thing that used to bother you, right? You used to have a funny uh, feeling about it, but now you're starting to think, hmm, maybe I could, maybe I could. And that's what we're going for. And so then you keep testing it. You keep trying, you keep giving it a go. It sometimes takes, sometimes you could get it right away, but other times it takes a few efforts. There is so, so much here. And there is a third step. Yeah, the third step is the testing, really. Okay, the, it's the testing that. of it. You try it, you give it a try, and then and you keep you keep doing the rewiring. You keep thinking about what you're good at and how you could do it. And think of examples where you did do something, like you didn't think you could do it, and then you could all of a sudden, like even riding a bike. You know, there's when you're a kid, there's a time when you can't ride a bike, and then suddenly you can ride a bike, but you had to try sometimes fail a little bit, and then you got to it. So you want to do that in these cases as well. Okay, so because there is so much here to unpack. So let's just press here the pause button and then pack a little bit what you spoke so far. I love what you say about the goals. And I remember I'm opening your, your book that, by the way, anybody here, the book from Joanne is Media Darling, Shine Through Every Interview. 
So anybody, whatever you are an entrepreneur, have your own business, or you are working in organizations that have some media exposure, you have to read this book. Hmm. Highly recommend that. When you are speaking about the goals, I was going here to my notes on the book, because you speak about that, that you usually at the end of the year, beginning of the year, you do a a post about goals, my end goals list uh-huh. that usually get a lot of traction because people have these strong views about goals. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that you really go deep in this inner game that shows why goals in so many occasions for so many people don't work. And even for your own clients that at the conscious level, for instance, an author that is releasing their first book, they did an amazing work putting a book together. They were clever enough to get you to help them to create some visibility for their book. You do your magic, you work your role all the decks, and you get those opportunities. And then they keep not up their game and missing opportunities and not understanding why. And usually the why is that inner game that there is some kind of unconscious thing going there that they verbalize a goal, but inward there is a conflict of some kind. There is some kind of dynamic that is preventing them to walk their talk, so to speak. Exactly. I had a client who he's an author and it seems so funny that sometimes authors don't like to write. It always kind of surprises me, but he didn't like to write. And it turns out he we had an article that was due and he kept missing the deadline and missing the deadline and missing the deadline. And, I, you know, I took a first stab at it, which I can do, but he's the content expert. I mean, he's the one who really knows this, not me so much. I do my best, but, and so we had to do some work on that because he was, again, miss, we were missing deadlines. I was having to make excuses to editors, and I don't like that. You know, I want to be able to get things when they want it at the time they want it. So we had to do some work to help him get past that. And but that helps to identify that first step. There is a problem. Let's yes. face it. So if we keep, like you're saying, if we keep putting goals out there, and not getting there, mainly goals that depend a lot of our own actions. There is some dynamic, it's like what I like to call here in the mindset zone, the blind spots. Mm-hmm. That is like a, a red flag that there, there is a blind spot. We have a That's mindset it. limitation there. Maybe other people are seeing it, but we are not. But that is kind of the external signs that can alert us for it. And with the help of a coach and you, because you're besides your skills in the media, you also have training in NLP. You can help your clients to find that inner dynamic, the inner game that is preventing them to achieve the best goals that they can. I love it that you do that, too, that you help your clients to to develop those skills, to see those blind spots. And I'm guessing that you agree with me that we've found the same thing, that you have to look at it. You have to see it. And it's it's a challenge because we don't really like to look at those parts of ourselves, but it's it's absolutely critical. And when I was working with the particular client I told you about, we did run into a, a rough patch there because he really didn't want to see it and denied it. And, you know, and finally he did. So that was good because then we were then you're able to make some progress. But until you see it, it's like, you know, it's um, it's operating underneath your conscious awareness. 
Absolutely. And this create that safe space where people can see the blind spot and deal with sometimes some ghosts of the past, knowing that there is a way out. Right. And that, so the first step is identifying that blind spots, that mindset limitations. The second step that you describe is you have a methodology to help them. Mm-hmm. You have a methodology and training to help them rewrite the neuropsychology behind some of these tendencies, and they can be in a point that is the the mindset work is the emotional work necessary for them to do the different actions and different behaviors and develop different habits that allow them to succeed. And was music to my ears when you spoke <laughs> about the number three too, because it's the testing, is the mm-hmm. learning from what is happening, is is the refining that really allow us to become great in what we do. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, testing is everything. And we always we always can get better, always can get better, right? There's always room for improvement. You have a beautiful image in terms of the inner game and the outer game, because there is always a dance between these two things. Absolutely. So when we are playing the outer game, there is something that we can detect that maybe the limitation of the inner game, we work the inner game, we go there, it's this reiteration, go there playing the outer game. And you have this in a very beautiful image. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I'd love to. It's the infinity loop, which is looks like an eight, the number eight, and it's on its side. So there are two loops. And if you imagine tracing your finger around those two loops, it's infinite. It just goes and goes. There's no edge. There's no stopping. Goes back and forth. And I think the interesting thing about all of this too, Anna, is because there's so much disruption and change in our world, that even though you're an expert, which we're going to write on the right loop, expert, because you are, you're very good at what you do. You're an expert, but Things change, there's disruption, industries, you know, things happen, new technology. We loop back to the other loop where we write beginner because we are always beginning and learning anew. So we go back and forth in that infinity loop. We're going by the expert because we are, we have expertise. We're good at what we do. And then we loop around because, oh, you know what? There's some new technology here. I need to pay attention to that. And I better learn about it because I'm a beginner and I want to bring it back into my expert status so that then I can use it. We're constantly going through these two things. So while we were speaking of obstacles that can get in the way from maybe childhood or things that happen, the truth is they can pop up at any time when we're going through this loop. Suddenly there's this new thing we need to learn and fear can come up like, oh my gosh, you know, I've been doing it this way for, you know, 20 years. I have to learn something new. Oh no, what's going to happen? It's okay. You know, it's okay. Change is okay. And I think that infinity loop is a great graphic and a visual to keep in mind that you're looping between the two all the time. And I truly remember when we met more than 10 years ago, you you already were an expert in your field and with years of experience. And you were seeing a new thing emerging and being an essential element that was the what you call it, I think at the time you call it the U media. So mm-hmm. it was the mass media and the U media, like the media you produce to the social media and to the YouTube and all of that. And you were determined to yes. learn as much as you could about that, mm-hmm. that new media. You were a beginner at the time. And now 10 years have passed, you are an expert on that, but you are determined. I I love your determination of learning as much 
as you call about all the, the 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 things that were happening to be able to use that as a tool to help your clients. Well, I appreciate that, but Anna, you're you're very much the same, which is maybe why you recognize it in me. I mean, I just saw your email the other day about the new IA. Yeah, the chat technology. GPT. Yeah. Yes, and you're investigating that as as am I, but um, you're doing that very thing because how you know how is this relevant? What's going on with it? How can we use it? We don't want to be afraid of it. I mean, it's very easy to be afraid of of something new. I mean, I might have a moment of it. Wow, this could make a great movie. You know, be scary, and then we want to move past that. Well, how can we how can we use this? So um, you you recognize that because you're very much that way. And actually, I think we met in 2010, so it's been even more than 12, 10 years. Yes, yes. Let's not count while. all the years. Okay, let's not. It was <laughs> 10 months ago. <laughs> I know what you mean. And uh, is interesting how you say nowadays. Do you still call it the U media or how do you describe, uh, because to be out there in terms of media, how do you describe that? I love it that you're asking me this, uh, Anna, because I actually have three buckets now. So the first bucket is U media, your own U media, your own media empire. So it's your blog, it's your podcast, it's your website, it's anything that you create yourself. It's articles you write, it's what you do. The beauty of it, of course, is that you get to say what goes. So let's say you do a video and you hate it, never has to see the light of day. Uh, if you love it, it gets uploaded and people get to see it. So that's you media, you are in control. And then we have the second bucket is earned media. And earned media is someone else is involved. And whenever someone else is involved, there's some hoops to jump through. And depending on the media source, it could be what your qualifications are, whether you're a PhD or an MD or whatever they're requiring. Maybe they only need someone who has experience with whatever the topic is, or maybe they're looking for, you know, whatever it is, there's hoops to jump through. You have to prove that you're valuable and you bring something to the table. And that's really what we've mostly thought of in the past as what media is, earned media, someone else involved. The third bucket is borrowed media or rented media or social media. Really, they're all the same thing. It's someone else's platform. You don't own it. It's your content. But you don't own it. Once it gets uploaded onto put on uh, these social sites, they do. Um, so those are the three buckets. You can take your you media and your earned media and amplify it via social media. So if you think of, and then the fourth bucket, there is a fourth one, it would be advertising. I don't usually include it in my conversations, but it is an element. And sometimes it's really worth your while uh, to do some advertising for your product, book, service, business, whatever it is. So if you think of like a table and it's got four legs, those are the four legs. They are all important. They all interact. And I still have some people who come and they want to work together and they really only want to do one of the legs, maybe two. Well, you're not going to be as effective, I'll tell you that. You're just not going to be as effective if you only do this. You need the other, these other things because they all work together. You can start small. You can use all three or four on a small scale and then build out. But you really can't just use one or two anymore. It's, it's gone beyond that. So that's kind of the model that I work from now. And it helps people to kind of understand what is media now? Because it's really all of us. So that I think that helps to kind of get it in your mind as to what what's going on. And I love the image of the table in this model because you can you can have a table with three legs and be stable. Yes, you can. But you cannot have a table with one leg and be stable mm -hmm. right. or two legs. 
So, and four legs, it can be uh, quite stable too. So this is great, but it goes back to the infinity loop of the beginning, uh, the expert to the beginner. I think sometimes people, when they go outside of expertise area, they really panic and they say, okay, no, that is too much. So you are always helping them to learn new things that allows them to feel more comfortable, even the things that they are beginners. Yes. Yes. And sometimes I get pushed back. I don't want to learn it. You know, I mean, there's that, but you know, we, we take it gently, <laughs> you know, it's just the way of the world now and how things are moving forward. And there's much more coming. There's oh. much more coming. So let's get it now and let's kind of work this muscle and get used to the disruption and using that infinity loop and changing and growing because it's only going to increase. And what we don't want to do, and I've seen many people do this where they stick their head in the sand like an ostrich and they just don't want to look at it. You know, it's like, this has worked for me for, you know, however, six years or whatever it is. And I can't help but notice there are things that I've done with publicity that worked for years and no longer work. And, you know, then it means you've got to find something else. And yeah. hopefully you're finding something else before you hit that point. Because I would just assume sooner or later, this won't work. I mean, just face that. It won't. It's temporary. So we find something else. And I love this image of the infinity circle, the expert, beginner, beginner, expert, because I think that is the core of the success or, or the dynamic that will take us to the inner game that leads us to achieve our success. And the, think it was always there in somehow, but was slower the loop. We call people could do like they will learn something in college, they will major in something in college, they will find a job and that basic knowledge, they always have to learn new things, let's be honest. But the core of the knowledge will be enough to all them during their career. Nowadays, that is long gone. Mm -hmm. uh, even it's great to learn things in college or having a master or PhD in something, but the art is because things are changing at so much of a speed that we have to be able to always keep that beginner mind to learn what we need to learn at the moment to achieve our goals. Yes, absolutely. No question about it. There are some fundamentals. There are things that were true in 1990 that are true in 2023 that will be true in 2050. But those are things like you have to be interesting. You want to be compelling. You want to be concise. You want to get to the point. You need to have a hook. You need to have a way for people to relate to you. Those will always be true. But we're not talking about that. We're talking more about that infinity yes. loop and how things change. But I just wanted to add that. I think, and I will add also the human relationships. We ah, are yes. connecting beings and we need the building relationship, building our network. That is part of the way that the tools that we use to do that are evolving, but the basics of human nature are very ingrained and we, we have to be aware of it. Absolutely. Yes. Well said. And the, uh, I can imagine people that are thinking about writing a book or are writing a, a book, they can fall into this because they usually, they are experts. Sometimes they hesitate in writing a book because of some imposter syndrome. Why am I, what really new I have to add? So there can be some hesitation there. So let's start with that. Is that something that you find in people that approach you with an idea, say, maybe this is a good idea, and you see the potential, but they keep not doing it? 
Sometimes. Sometimes, yes. And I think imposter syndrome is very, very real. And a lot of people do suffer from that. And so I think that using the steps that we talked about before, but you have to look at it and notice it. So that's always the first thing, a blind spot, right? Wouldn't that be a blind spot where you just you feel like, you know, I don't have enough. You can do things on the outside, the outer game. You look at what what are other people in your field writing about? So who are the other people writing on this issue and see what they're doing just to see. And then finding a different way to say, and to position yourself and to write about it a little bit differently. But again, that's just that's a that's a inaccurate belief that needs to be challenged. That's what that is because everybody has everybody has their own viewpoint and everybody has their own experience and no one can take that away from you or say that that isn't true. You do. You do. You have your own expertise. So I would I would challenge that one and then just start writing. And things will come up and then you can challenge those things. I mean, I tell you what, writing a book is like the best therapy ever. If you have anything going on, it's going to come up. I know I did. <laughs> so, Yeah, because you went to that process of writing your own book. Yeah. Oh, yes. I have a, yes, yes. I have a new compassion that, uh, I mean, I, I always had compassion, but much more so now yeah. having been through it. Yeah, absolutely. And then the, the other dynamic, even for the experts that are writing their first book or is maybe their 10 book, there is the thing about the, the beginner mind that they have to embrace for the promotion of the book, because it's the, that is a totally different author game. One is the writing and the other one is the promotion. Yes. Yes. There's so much to the promotional piece. For one thing, it's learning to be able to talk about yourself and what you do in a way that doesn't make you feel embarrassed. I mean, we or or ashamed or I don't know. I mean, we all got messages. Well, maybe not all, but many of us got messages about not tooting your horn too much or who do you think you are to be? Oh, so there there can be all that kind of thing going on. Uh, so again, there's there's never a lack of opportunity to face inner game issues. Wouldn't you agree with that? <laughs> I absolutely agree because I myself, I'm now at the moment of this recording in the process of writing my book. So that is my big project for this year. I have did my Love PhD. It. That is a book, but it's not a book to be read, honestly. I'm now writing a book to be helpful for other people in a meaningful way and uh, it's about mindset as the same title of the show Mindset Zone. And the, an interesting thing now when you are describing this, because one of the things that I did is I went deep into when I was researching for the, the book about the different ways that we define mindset. I also have three buckets. There okay. are three big buckets that we can put most of the definitions for mindset. Okay. Is mindset as beliefs. Mm-hmm. And that the work of Carol Dweck is totally, she with six and the growth mindset is working our beliefs that we can have a fix about a certain concept and we can transform them into growth mindset. And it's really an important work and in positive psychology is one of the cores. And I love that work. And then there is a third bucket that is mindset as worldview, like the big lenses that we use to see the world that, of course, also are related with beliefs, but is something that is like in a global point of view uh, that uh, a leader in organization has to have as a more broad kind of perspective. 
that in industrial psychology and organization psychology, you can find loads of examples. And there is a second bucket of mindset in between the two that I find fascinating because it's where we have more research in psychology. That is the mindset as the information processes that we use to master a specific task that can be different depending on the task that we are doing, with the, the, we should activate different types of sets of habits of our mind. Mm-hmm. And when you're speaking, they, the classic literature about this speaks about you have to have a different set of ideal mindsets for, for instance, when you are deciding a goal versus when you are implementing the goal. Mm. For instance, when you are deciding Let's put a vacation spot. You need to be open to possibilities. You you need to be realistic about the the time that you have, the money that you have, and that allows you to make the decision that motivates you more, that energizes you more. But then when you are implementing, you need to be very focused on that and really able to activate another set of information processing that can be helpful about for the task that you have at hand. And when you were describing the what, when a writer or an author is writing a book, the set of skills or habits that they activate can be very different from the ones that they need to activate when they are promoting the book. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Mm -hmm. And being aware of this, I think can help. Okay, but yeah, we it's different muscles of different skills that we have to develop and we have to activate depending on the circumstances. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When does your book come out? I hopefully in the second quarter. Oh, okay. Coming right up. I can't wait. Yes. Yes. So sounds wonderful. We are coming to the end of our time, but I want to give you the opportunity, if you have to, thinking about this, the inner game of success, what will be the message that you like to spread there in the world about the inner game of success? The inner game of success is the starting point. It's where it begins. So anything out there that you want to put out there or do out there or accomplish out there or make happen out there or have results out there, it's all going to start with the inner game. There's just, there's just no question. It starts there. Yet most people, I don't have a figure, but maybe you do or have an idea on a, it's huge how many people start out there and they don't give another thought to the inner game. So your work is so critical. Mine too, but it's so critical for people to understand this really. And then to have actual action steps to change it is, that's the miracle, really. Love it. How can people learn more about you? Oh, you know, my website is probably the fastest, easiest way. And it's my name, joannemccall.com. And I have this uh, newsletter that I get lots of feedback that it's helpful to people, which I'm always delighted to hear. I call it Savvy Sunday News. And it's filled with tips and strategies for promoting your books or your business. It can apply to a business if you don't have a book yet. There's still a lot of strategies in there that you can use. Tips, advice. I share a lot, you know, what I encounter because I'm out in media every day. And I'll share things that I encounter. Or if I find things that I really don't think are working very well, I will share that. 
And uh, it's it's just it's a good touchstone for staying in touch. And of course, I'm on social media. My handle is my name everywhere. So I'm always happy to chit chat. And I think my email is on my website if you want to send a note or whatever. There's a contact page too. If you want to send a note, please, you're totally welcome to. I'm happy for that. No, and I I recommend Joanne newsletter is amazing. It's on the weekends that you release Susalia on the weekends, I and. Uh, is why I always with an amazing content. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. It's truly a pleasure. Anna, what a, it was a pleasure and so much fun. And I can't believe it went so fast. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Expanding possibilities, the mindset thank you for listening. And remember to visit mindset.zone. Yes, instead of .com, it's .zone. There you can find all the episodes and other amazing resources, all at mindset.zone. As always, I'm so grateful you are here. Expand what's possible for you, for the ones around you, for the world.